0: Good morning churches! This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hediger and I'm so blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford Salisbury Center in Middleville United Methodist Churches where we all expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate those miracles together. I do have a couple announcements uh, today. We will have a love feast next Sunday in place of communion. So again, please remember to bring your um, something to eat, something to drink, and we can do it right during the message for those of you at home, and we will celebrate a love feast together. For those of you that are on our discipleship task force, we will be having a meeting on the 29th of October at 530 So this morning's memory verse comes from Matthew 8, verse 27. What sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Let us pray. Lord, today we recall your faithfulness. We thank you that you walk with us every day, that you are with us in each moment. We thank you that your promises are true and your goodness never fails us. In this moment, we come to you and we, are, we lay our lives before you. May we worship and adore you with every fiber of our being today and every day. May everything within us cry, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And so today we join with all those who worship and confess you as Lord from generations past and present and with all the angels that sing in heaven of your greatness and beauty. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we love you. Lord, you are so precious to us. Amen. Please join me in this morning's call to worship. Let us remember God's marvelous works. Surely God has saved us in difficult times. How can we forget God's guiding hands? When evil surrounds us and we have been wronged, God helps us turn the evil to good. We need not be afraid no matter what happens. We are in God's care wherever we go. How great is God's mercy for all who know and love him. We shall sing the praises of God, our strength this morning. Amen. This morning's lady scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When I came to you, brothers and sisters... I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest on the human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human, except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Those who are unspiritual do not receive the gifts of God's spirit, for they are foolishness to them and they are unable to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Those who are spiritual discern all things, and they are themselves subject to no one else's scrutiny. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we, we have the mind of Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. We move to joys and concerns and testimonies. Um, In service, we will have uh, some uh, great testimonies of healing. Uh, We had several surgeries this week. Uh, So it's going to be exciting to hear those uh, testimonies and and praising God for answering prayer. We also had a couple of our brothers and sisters that went to heaven this week. but they were also healed; they were suffering and in the flesh, and uh the Lord took them home. so, as I'm praying this morning again, I would just ask you for those of you at home, just yell out, whatever's on your heart, just get it out. um we know the Lord already knows what's in your heart, but sometimes it just helps to to say it, to speak it, maybe something you're afraid of, maybe something that you're anxious about or Upcoming doctor's appointment or or somebody in your family that's ill or in the nursing home, just please yell it out, get it out we are you know we're under these restrictions and we're not uh we're not able to see each other and and kind of hug on each other and love each- on each other like we're used to so as I pray, I would just ask that you be just be bold, just yell out those names or whatever's ailing you, please. So let us pray. Father God, I, I come to you today with joy in my heart for uh, your your word being true, Father God, that, that you said you'd never leave us, you'd never forsake us. And we see proof of that this week, Lord, as you called a couple of our people home uh, to be with you for eternity, Lord. They were suffering here, and uh, we prayed that you would have mercy and that you would take them home and you took them home. So we praise you for that, Father God, and we look forward to the day that we can be with them again. Lord, we lift up those people in nursing homes and hospitals and rehab units and housing units and just all those facilities, Lord, um, that are not allowing people to come in and see them or pray with them or hold hands with them. But Lord, you know we're still praying for them. You hear our prayers, even even though they may not you hear them we thank you for that we know that you are a faithful god we know that you are a loving god we know that as the seasons change it reminds us that thank god the one thing that doesn't change is you you are the same yesterday the same today and the same tomorrow i thank you for what you're doing in this community father god the holy spirit is moving in mighty mighty ways we prayed that the Holy Spirit would be present during this message today, and that these words would go into our heart and into our minds, and that we wouldn't just hear them, we would believe them, and we would live them to bring you praise and honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> the title to today's message is, It is Finished. It is finished. Last week, we shared the story of the three teenagers who pushed a stranger's broken car down for five miles. We all agreed that their cups had to be full of love, compassion, and a desire to serve others. We also agreed that those young men reflected the love of Jesus through their good works. We contrasted that with some of the things that the world was doing and identifying cups that were filled with anger and hate and cruelty. We ended Last week, by sharing some of the selfless acts that our congregations have done inside and outside the walls of the church, and how thankful we are. <clears throat> Excuse me. This week, I'd like to focus on three simple words the words our Lord and Savior spoke at the time of his crucifixion It is finished. Now, don't panic. I know it's not Resurrection Sunday yet. We all know how fast our summer went, but it didn't go that fast, so relax. I know it's only January. No, I'm just kidding. As we look at the messages over the last uh, couple weeks, I guess it would make sense to have an ending to a couple of those. One week we declared, God's got this, and we agreed that we would make that the answer or, or the response to everything that we faced in life, whether it was our health, our finances, our jobs, our families, everything, we agreed, God's got this. The following week, we agreed that if we believed God's got this, then each one of us had to declare, I've got this. Right? It only made sense, since believing God was on our side gave us the strength and resources to declare, I've got this. We even assumed that Peter may have used those words as he stepped out of the boat to start his journey towards Jesus on the water. As I prayed over this week's message, I thought it made sense that after those two declarations that we should have an ending. And those words of Jesus kept coming back to me. It is finished. I imagined the sermons to be kind of like bookends with us in the middle. On one end we had God's got this, and on the other end we have Jesus declaring it is finished. So protected by God and Jesus on both ends only makes sense for us to declare I've got this when we are faced with challenges in life, no matter what they are. We are protected by our Father and His Son, surrounded with their love, their grace, and And their power. It is finished, Jesus declared. It is finished. Even in our sadness, we find joy in the words of our Lord, and not just the words, but the promise. He promised it is finished. Even after we suffer and we're suffering in the flesh, we're called to trust in His word and find strength. Billy Graham said, when we come to Jesus Christ, he does not promise to exempt us from trouble or sorrow. You see, when when we become a Christian, we immediately become an enemy of Satan. But we need to recognize that he is a defeated foe and the Son of God came to undo the work of the devil. When we place ourselves under God's protection, Satan has no authority over us. Because believers in Jesus Christ has God's spirit living within them. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Imagine, brothers and sisters, the same power that created the universe resides within us. And as a result, Satan has no true power over believers in Christ. He cannot force us to sin, he cannot possess us, and he has no authority over us spiritually, physically, or mentally. Jesus already suffered for us, all of us. Let's turn to Isaiah 53, four through five. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. Amen. Now, of course, born or bear means to carry. To bring about. So surely Jesus carries our infirmities and diseases. So why are we accepting them back? The image is that Jesus loaded them up and carried them on his back so that we wouldn't have to. Yet how many of us continue to carry around pain or sickness or griefs or sorrows that Jesus already carried for us? He took them from us, so we must release them. And what did Jesus do with our sickness? According to the word, he took it for us. If that's true, and it is, it could not be God's will for us to be sick with a sickness that Jesus suffered for us. The provision for our healing is found in the suffering of Jesus. So by his stripes... We are healed. Jesus said, It is finished. So many things come to mind when I hear these words. I think of basic training and how long and how hard it seemed. How I longed to hear those words. It is finished. I think of each time my wife delivered a child, seeing the pain she was in as she gave birth to our four children. How I longed to hear the doctors say, it is finished. And I, th- I think of the 11 months I spent in Korea, separated from my family for what seemed like an eternity. How I longed to hear the commander say, it is finished. And I remember praying over my mother during her last days on earth. As we watched her suffer, we prayed to hear those words from Jesus. It is finished. Many of you know that feeling. We've prayed for that same healing over the past two weeks. One for a daughter seeing her mother in pain. Another who watched her sister suffer in pain. And today I got a phone call that another gentleman who was in extreme pain was taken home to the Lord. But they all got to hear those reassuring words, It is finished. So I thought I would ask you some questions today, brothers and sisters. What fears are you facing? It is finished. Do you have a loved one in the hospital or in a nursing home or in rehab? It is finished. Are you facing medical tests and worried about the diagnosis? It is finished. Are you lonely or sad? It is finished. Does the upcoming election bring fear and doubt into your heart? It is finished. Do you miss the touch or the voice of a loved one? It is finished. Do you feel you've done something so bad that Christ can't forgive you? It is finished. Do you feel that you're unworthy? It is finished. These are all tools of the enemy, a defeated enemy. Choose right now who you will believe the enemy or Jesus Christ. Jesus said it is finished. These are the words you need to say when you're troubled or scared or anxious or lonely or sad or anything else that the enemy uses to try and steal your joy. God's got this too, all of it. We can keep moving forward in faith today, remembering that God is with us, for us, and working all things together for our good. And if God's got this then you can proclaim, I've got this. Because the truth is, Jesus said it is finished. Hold on to that truth. Where else is our hope for mankind? Our only hope lies in the truth that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born, was crucified, was raised from the dead, and will come again. But will you be ready for him? He's calling for you to come to him, to believe in him, to trust in him. Jesus Christ died for the world, for all of us. We are all equally responsible for his death. He was wounded for my transgressions, and he was wounded for your transgressions. It was my sin that put him on the cross, and it was your sin that put him on the cross. It was my sin that brought him all that suffering. And it was your sin that brought him all that suffering. I'm guilty. You're guilty. But thanks be to God. He suffered and died for me and for you and for all who call on his name for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus said, it is finished. God's plan for mankind and our redemption is complete. And his plan includes you and I spending eternity with him as children of God. All you have to do is accept Jesus. I'm here to help you if you need it. Let us pray. Father, thank you for all the marvelous things you've done today. Thank you for your love that you have revealed to us. And thank you for the love that we share together as your body. We pray for all the words that you have sown into our hearts this day. Watch over them. Protect them. May those words take root and produce wonderful things. Things of beauty and great blessings to many. As we leave this place today, we thank you that you walk with us. May we always be alert to your promptings and live in your endless love. As we pray together as Jesus taught us, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our giving expresses our faith in Jesus Christ and our love for church and community. In the church, we depend on our prayers for one another and the generosity of our support for the programs that help us all to grow in wisdom and capacity to serve as we are called. I thank you all for your obedience during these trying times. Um, with your tithes and offerings. Thank you. Let us pray. We honor you, O God, as we give today. We know that we do not like... I'm sorry. We know that we do not live or die to ourselves, but are part of a large community, linked in ways beyond our knowing with you and all generations of your children. We are accountable to you and share in responsibility for one another, We dedicate our offerings and our lives today for the work of your kingdom. Receive our gifts and draw us to yourself. Amen. We have observed this day to honor God. Remember, brothers and sisters, God's promises go with us as we leave here today. God upholds us and helps us to stand when we're faced with difficulties and trials. Let every knee bow before god every day let every tongue give praise to our father in heaven god helps us turn evil to good for his glory and now receive the benediction may the embrace of the father be the comfort you desire the name of the son be the one on whom you rely the presence of the spirit be with you every hour the three in one Be the focus of all you are. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, God bless you. May he keep you safe. And please, stay in his word. God bless.